a kind of moment, a kind of uh, atmosphere that you need to create by connecting your heart to the throne of grace. We are living in this season whereby you need to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. If God will not do it, I'm telling you, no one can do it. The season we are in, the season that you will rest your faith, your mind, all of your being on him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you even ask or think. This is the season to call yourself to the knowing of the knowing. How oh, come on somebody? This is the season that you call yourself. You cannot wait for somebody to call you back. You can't wait for anyone to call you. You need to call yourself. Oh, you are still waiting for a preacher to preach. You are the preacher of this season. If you refuse to preach this season, oh my God. You have to become a preacher to yourself, to your family, to your circumstances, your own prophet. You need to declare and prophesy. Hallelujah. This season is the season of the servant of God. And you are one of them. I congratulate us for seeing another day. Every day is a blessing. Every day is a blessing. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus. You see, this morning, this morning, or this afternoon now in UK, we want to go into, you know, the kind of explanation to understand what the world expects and what the world is going through. This afternoon, I want to, you know, take us through the purpose of why you are here now. And you are not beyond already. Why are you still here? What is the purpose of you being here now? Or are you here to just wait again to build another house? Oh, yeah. You are here because, you know, I have a dream. What dream? To be successful so that people can know that, yes, you are blessed. This is not the season. Very soon. Oh, my God. Very, very, very soon. Are you listening to me? Very soon. This world will fold up. Everything that we are looking at will fold up. The new cars will be no more. Latest car will be no more. Latest dress will be no more. What will remain with you is your faith. Hallelujah. But you see, we enjoy so much of God as Christians if we still have any left in the face of the earth. We enjoy so much that we are kind of already forgetting or neglecting our purpose, the purpose of our existence. So I want to take us through the, what I call the ministry of condemnation. Wow. Ministry of condemnation. That's, it's, it's, it's a ministry. Condemnation. I know many people are like, Pastor, what are you talking about right there? Condemnation? But it's a ministry. And what is condemnation? Condemnation is the act of condemning someone to a punishment. Come on now, church. Condemnation is the act of condemning someone to a punishment, a sentencing. Sentencing. Condemned criminal. Hallelujah. Condemnation means that you have written this person off. You have put a full stop in the life of the person. You have said, you know what? There is no way for you. No way out for you. That is the end of you. Ministry of Condemnation. Do you know that the accused is not condemned? Oh, you didn't hear that. <laughs> the 
you know, I, I try to understand English a little bit because, you know, uh, all these words are like, uh, you know, terminologies that they use in a criminal court or in the court of law and all that. So accused is not condemned. How many of you are surprised of that? Somebody accused is not condemned. <laughs> accused can still be acquitted. It can still be free. Because it's an accusation. So when you say somebody is a sinner, you're accusing them. When you see someone as a sinner, you are only accusing them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Accused can still be free. But when there is condemnation, that is the end. That you have written the person up. Condemnation has no grace applied. There's no more grace. He is condemned, is condemned. No more grace. So a sinner is not condemned. So you look around and you see you being upright and everyone around you or people that you see around you are not behaving like you or you think they are not righteous. So we presume and we think them to be a sinner. But do you know that they, they are a sinner in your eyes? Hallelujah. Because of what they are doing. Because the Bible says by their fruit you shall know them. So when you see a sinner, you recognize one. Why? Because you are once like that. Ooh. You are once a sinner. So when you see a sinner, you recognize a sinner. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. But the thing is, it doesn't end there. You don't have to condemn a sinner. You can accuse them of whatever they are doing. But just know that in the same that you judge a person, you shall also be judged. So before you start accusing, make sure that you are the right side of the, of the law. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, the reason I come with the ministry of condemnation is because I want to catch your attention. I want you to think about it. You go about, we go about condemning the world itself. We condemn everything the world is doing. Is that not right? We condemn everything. Everyone, every leader is condemned right now because we, you know, we can't see good coming out of them. Rightly so, because many of them just live for themselves. So we go about condemning everyone that are not walking like we are walking. Maybe in your household as well. The wife is like, uh, you know, a born-again Christian. The husband is like trying to find his way, or the husband is right there, and the wife is still like trying to find the kids are doing what they are doing. Your brothers, sister, mother, father, everyone are not actually doing things the way you are doing it. The first thing that comes to our heart is that, oh, you, if you don't repent, which is the best way to go, because you can recognize in them their path to hell. You know if they don't change, they will end up in hell. But they are not condemned. You are only accusing their acts. You are accusing them of acting one way or the other. So what we have to do is what I want us to treat right now. So I'm going to flip it over from condemnation. Hallelujah. I'm going to flip it over. We have a purpose the reason you are where you are is because there is a purpose. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Chapter 5. Praise the living Jesus. Ministry of condemnation is of the devil. When you see yourself condemning everybody, everything, then watch out. You are already walking in the path of the devil. Because that is not what you are called to do. But you see, one thing about us Christians is that we have antidotes against condemnation. 
We have antidote. We, 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 we have immune, um, immunization. Is that right? You know, we have been immune to condemnation. Even if you tell me that, you know, I'm a sinner, I, you know, I, I've been immune to, to look at you and say, really? Then I know where to go and check myself. If you are right, what I'll do is that correct my ways. Grace sufficient. Hallelujah. The grace of God is sufficient. Hallelujah. So when, whenever anyone is in, in one sin or the other, listen, what you need to do is to check yourself. And if you know that you are not where you're supposed to be, just do the right thing. Repent. And then we forgive. Are you there? Matthew, oh, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse uh, 17 to 20. Therefore... Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Now you've been immune. Um, yes, old, you are immune. Old things have passed away. Mm -hmm. Behold, behold, all things have become new. Everything new now. Yes, go on. Now all things are of God. Now hear this now. This is where I'm flipping it over from condemnation to this word. Go on. Say all things are of God. Who has reconciled us? Who has reconciled us to himself? To himself through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. And has given us. See what he has done now. He has done what given us. The ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. So say with me, not ministry of condemnation, but of reconciliation. reconciliation. Amen. Hallelujah. So the ministry that we have is the ministry of reconciliation. And why? Because all things are of God. The people you look down at are of God, made of God. They are image of God. Hallelujah. And God reconciled, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. So that is the point where you need to help them. The issue there is that he has reconciled us through Jesus Christ. But the thing is, many people do not know that. They haven't realized that. So we now have the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, you go out to reconcile them, making, you know, it's not that you have the power, but in Jesus' name, you have the power to reconcile. Anyone to, to their maker, God. God, I mean, Christ is reconciling us to God. God is the one that wants us back. Hallelujah. So, you and I need to get out there and reconcile. How do you do that? You preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You go out and spread the good news of salvation. Pastor, why are you not speaking about what is going on out there? We really need help right now. Honestly, we understand, you know, uh, 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 people will eventually come to the knowledge of God. They will give their life to Christ when they are ready and all. You know, I know what you are thinking right now. You have so much issues, right? There's a, you have a lot of things going on. Honestly, you, you need God right now. God has to come through right now. Honestly, excuse me. It's because you are alive that you have issues. It's because you are living. That is why you are thinking about what you are thinking. What you are thinking is irrelevant if you are not alive. Oh, you didn't hear me right. You and I need to bring the kingdom of God first. We need to bring out to people, show people, let people know where they are missing it. Not condemning them. You cannot condemn them because you have not even spoken to them. You don't even have right to condemn anyone anyway. So I don't know. Whatever you are thinking right now, the first thing for you is to recognize that you have an assignment. Read 
Verse 19. That is, that God was in Christ. God was in Christ. Reconciling the world to himself. Reconciling the Christian to himself. Not imputing their trespasses uh -huh. to them. <laughs> Can you see this? this? These are the scriptures that we just, you know, we look at it, we read it, and we don't think about it. We just move on. Mm. Look at what is happening right there. It says that, that God was in Christ reconciling the world, not the Christians, the world to himself, not what? Imputing. Their trespasses to them, not imputing. Oh, come on now. Why do you come to church? Why do you go to church? Why are you in church right now? I mean, you are in the house, but I know you are in church because you are with us. Praise the Lord. But why? To re, uh, I mean, to be refilled, refreshed. Re-energize so that you can go again, do the runnings. Well done, the runner. Keep running. I just wonder where you are running to. I wonder where we are running to. This race that we are in, what kind of race is this race? What are you hoping to get at the end of it? Satisfaction? Is that it? You just want to be, oh, yeah. You know, that rich man says, I will lay up treasures for myself. Then I will tell myself to relax. How the Bible says, the Lord now says, the owner of this says that tonight, your soul will be required of you, will be asked of you. My God. I like the way we motivate ourselves to, to want to achieve, to attain heights. I know it, all good. It's part of life. It's part of life. If you are not even doing that, we will suspect you. But because of where we are going, we need to call ourselves back home, like I'm trying to do this morning. We have the ministry of reconciliation. And, and it now says that uh, not imputing their trespasses to them. Uh -huh. And has committed us. And has committed us. The word of reconciliation. The word of reconciliation. Go on to 20. Now then. Now then. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are what? Ambassadors. Ambassadors. We are ambassadors of Christ. Uh-huh. As though God were pleading through us. God pleading through us. We implore you. We implore you. On Christ's behalf. On Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. I hope you are excited the way I am this morning or this afternoon. The reason I'm saying it is because it might not be the kind of word that you are, uh, you know, plan to hear today. You just want something to drive away your fear of whatever is coming on the earth. Well, I'm sorry to, to tell you once again that you need to hold first. You know, when you get into the bus and there is no more chair or seat in the bus, you will see it written on the bus, hold on to the rail. Hold on to the rail. This train is about to move. Hold tight. Hallelujah. This is the season that we are in. Whatever you are holding on to, which I believe is Christ, hold on tight. The train is moving. The bus is moving. We are journeying forward. We are going forward. Hallelujah. And if you will not hold on. Now, let me just say to you that uh, you might find yourself on the floor. Okay. Do you want to hear this? Hear this. Hear this day. Seven times the righteous falls. And seven times... He rises up again. Oh, my God. What is making the righteous to fall? Hello, people. Are you with me? What is making the righteous to fall? The righteous is righteous, but he refused to hold on to anything. 
He refused to hold on tight. He forgot that Satan is always there, finding a way to trip him, setting blocks, hindrances in his way so that he will fall. So the righteous won a battle, and the righteous say, oh, yeah, I won, and, and let go of his, uh, 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 of his hands from holding tight. So as the righteous keeps going, as he's going, he falls down. And he remember, oh, my God. The Bible says, call upon me on the day of trouble. And I will what? Deliver. You know, all these scriptures we, you know, we quote, and they are good because they work. Hallelujah. On the day of trouble, you call on God, and he will deliver you. So why are you calling on God on the day of trouble, and you didn't call on him before you enter trouble? Because you let go of Christ. You let go of your faith, and you fell down. Now you have to call and he will answer you. Thank God for the grace. Remember I said to you, not ministry of condemnation, but of reconciliation. You are accused, but not condemned. Though you fall, you will rise up again. Though you might fall, but you will rise up again. But my, 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 my advice, my saying to you today is that you don't have to fall. We don't have to fall. Falling down, rising up again, slowing us down from reaching our goals. If you are standing and you keep standing and you are running the race, you will get there faster. Am I speaking to somebody? You might be accused, yes. If you repent, you will be restored. God will forgive you. So we are an ambassador of Christ. As though God were pleading, as though God were pleading through us. Now, God's voice, oh, hear this now, hear this now. You know we heard his voice. Are you still with me at home? Are you still with us here? God's voice is so pure. Bible says, who may ascend to the hills of the Lord or stand in his holy place? It's only he that's God, clean heart and a pure heart. Hallelujah. So when you go before God, you will surely hear his voice if you are only, as he says. So, God now pleading to the sinners through us because he's so holy, he's so pure. We live among sinners. We live among unclean lips, people. Hallelujah. We don't have to become like them. We don't have to be them, but you have to plead with them. Praise the Lord. I can't, I can't feel you today. I think, uh, I think you are like, oh my God. Pastor, they even said we should stay home. So where do you work? How, how, how would I even speak to anyone or even tell them? But they ask you to stay home, but you've been everywhere. The only place you've not been is, uh, you know, they are the places where they sell clothes and shoes and all that. But every and restaurant, that's the only place you've not been. Remember? Look at yourself. Check yourself out. Every day you've been going out. Essential what? Essential traveling? That's not true. You know that. So while you are out, you didn't see anybody to speak to. But they say we should stand clear, two meters apart. Excuses. Excuses. But these people use, how can you be comfortable seeing a sinner and you did not witness to that sinner? Hallelujah. How can you accuse somebody how can you say that somebody is a sinner and you have no, you know, you didn't 
do anything about it. You did not do anything about it. And you feel okay. Let me round it up here. Satan will want to fight us, as we know. Whenever you have or you are embarked on the ministry of reconciliation, please be rest assured that you will have opposition. The people of the ministry of condemnation will come and attack you. First, they want to destroy your image. Make you irrelevant. And that is, the, that is what the world is doing right now to the church, the body of Christ. They are trying so hard to make the church of God irrelevant to this season. I mean, imagine the church being uh, categorized with, uh, with uh, restaurant, layer center, theater, and all this. Thing, and that is what 90% of the church are right now. That's what we are. Entertainment place. People where, I mean, place where people go to feel good. Oh, they are being through so much. You know, you know, in, in some places, the church has been turned to pop. Where you go on Friday to let out the steam of the hard work of the week. Oh, it's Friday. I'm, go, I'm, I'm going clubbing. That's what people do on Sunday. They come to church so that they, you know, they're like, uh, release the steam. They dance, 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 clap, 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 talk, 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 and then greet each other to be refreshed and go out again. Church is doing that all right, but the core mission, the purpose of the church is to reconcile man back to God. We have the ministry of reconciliation. We need to, you know, admonish ourselves to go out again on Monday or whenever to go out to reconcile someone back to their maker. As believers, Satan will come at us, but we have the antidote, like I said earlier. Can't do us nothing. We only show up. When he shows up, we tell him where to go. We will tell him where to go. But the unbelievers are not like that. They don't have what you have. And Satan is winning them over every day. Because they do not have what you have. If only somebody can introduce them. If only somebody can say to them that, listen, you don't have to go through this. You don't have to go through this. Let's read Romans 30, sorry, Romans 8.34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And forevermore is also risen who is even at the right end of God, who also makes intercessions for us. No one has right to condemn anyone. Nobody. Even Christ himself. He said, it is Christ who died, but he rose up. Hallelujah. Now, instead of condemning people, he's making intercession for them. Satan will come and accuse them, want them to be judged, condemned, but Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father of God. And he makes what? Intercession for them. You see, that man that you wrote off is a candidate of heaven. Is a candidate of heaven. That man is a candidate of heaven. You and I have been raised 
to stand in the gap. We have been raised, what? To stand in the gap. If we are not standing in the gap, then we are not doing our job. To stand in the gap means that you are reconciling men back to God. If we are not doing this this morning, I've come to tell you that we are not doing right. If all you care about is yourself, your family, what you want, that is what you think about all week, Monday to Saturday, or Monday to Sunday, just yourself, then you need to repent. When Satan will come to attack our minds, because he only comes to attack our minds, he will condemn you in your heart, and then you will feel, I mean, you will feel so less of yourself. You don't think of yourself of, of anything again. You just want to, you just want to pack everything up. You're not interested anymore in anything. You're not interested. You just feel like, you know what? What's the point? And it happens to us a lot. Christians, especially if you are a pastor, especially if you are a pastor. Maybe you are a pastor there and you are trying now to think that, you know, what's the purpose? What's the point? Because people make you feel as if you are worthless. They think all you care about is, uh, you know, is, is them coming to church. No. If you like, don't come to church, but make sure you enter heaven. Make sure you are reconciled back to your God. Don't come to church. But the only thing is that church is the idea of Christ. He laid the foundation and he commanded us that we, we should not forsake uh, uh, the, 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 the assembly of ourselves together. So, once you start to even think that, what's the point to church? Know for sure that you've been attacked. Satan is working on you. You are now his assignment. You are now his assignment. He's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it out. And then you will begin to see people like-minded of you. Speaking same language. Know for sure that you've been attacked. But we have an antidote. Like I said, Romans 8.1. Romans 8.1. This is our antidote. There is therefore now. Go on. There is therefore now uh -huh. no condemnation. No condemnation. To those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh. Who do not walk according to the flesh. Now listen, they do not walk according to the flesh. But according to the spirit. But according to the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what you give him every time he comes to you. Satan will always show up. He will show up. He always shows up. He, he, he loves to show up. Because he, he, once you are still alive, he wants to check you out if you are still holding on. If you are standing, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been in Christ. It will still come and check you out. And at that very time, the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God, Remember? That you may be able to stand when he comes. He will come. But when he comes, you tell him there is your ball. Now shut your mouth, Satan. Shut your mouth. There is your ball now. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I am a child of God. I am born again. I am a child of God. So Satan, you have no room in my life. He says that. He says, who are in Christ? Who do not walk according to the flesh? Now, that is where you check yourself. Because Satan, hear this, hear this. This is where you check yourself. Satan will not approach you to condemn you if you are not stepping out of line. Okay. If you are not going already astray, Satan have no reason to approach you. You are too hot. You are too, too hard for him to swallow. Too hot for him to handle. So he won't come near you. But when the steam is going down, and you are becoming lukewarm, Satan now have the opportunity to approach you. But even at that state, you are just accused, you are not condemned. 
just being accused, not condemned. So you tell him to his face, I am a child of God. Yes, maybe you are not starting to walk according to the flesh. That is where you repent. That is where you repent. Sometimes I think, I think we, it's a blessing when, when, when we are walking away from God and something happens to us to remind us or to bring us back to, to, to ourselves. Because sometimes when, when your sin is covered, when you, I leave everything, you know, it's fine. You don't think of where you are. You just keep going, praising God, shouting hallelujah. Because you have the gift of God, you speak in tongues. So you praise God, hallelujah, but you are already lying. Stealing, but you can still speak in tongues. You can still prophesy. But when something hits you, bam, and it's not of God, something wakes you up. And you think about it, hold on, what's going on here? Then you seek God. Then you realize, oh my God, this is wrong. That is when you repent. Hallelujah. And Satan will surely flee. Wants to tell him to his face that he has lost another battle. You tell him that I overcome you by the blood of the Lamb. At the words of my testimony. My God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. My God says he will never leave me nor forsake me. The Lord is with me. Yes, I know I was wrong, but I have gone to my father. He has forgiven me. Satan, pack your load and get out of my life. And he has no other choice but to leave you because you now know your words. You know where you are. You are now standing up again. Seven times you fall, seven times you rise up again means that you bounce back. You bounce back to stay up, though. I like to say that you bounce back to your feet to stay up. Don't fall again. Don't fall again. What is the joy in falling? What joy is in falling? There's no joy there. Disgrace. You look ashamed. Like, how? Oh, I've been in the Lord for so long. Now, 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 some people knows you very well, and Satan can use them to press your button. They know you have anger issues. You have anger issues, so Satan can use them to press your button. And before you know, you lost it. But again, you are not condemned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, this is what we need to understand. Don't believe the lies of the devil. You are not condemned. Yes, you lost it. Find it. Hello, you lost your cool. Then go and find it. How? Go back to God. Lord, I am sorry. I messed up once again. I messed up once again. I am really sorry. I ask for your strength. Father, forgive me. Don't go with the sins of omission. Tell him the omission sin. Sins of commission. Tell him that commission sin. Sins of addition. Tell him the addition sin. Don't... You just be naked before him. I say, Lord, yes, I got angry. I know I shouldn't. Father, I'm really sorry about that. I'm really sorry about that. I pray that, Lord, you will strengthen me from within and help me not to fall into this sin again. Remember, I mean, child of God, after you have said that, rise up. Heads up. Keep moving. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Praise the living Jesus. John the Baptist came and he preached the, 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 the word of reconciliation. Now, Christ came, did the same. What was their words? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do you know what we should be preaching now all over the world? Every pastor, every preacher. The word of reconciliation. Amen. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And this is true. 
This is what is happening. This world is folding up. This is the last, you know, scene. The last scene, the drama. The drama. And excuse me, you can't stop it. We cannot stop it. We are part of the scene. We are part of the drama. They are playing their drama. Your role is there. They are playing their role. Our roles are there. We need to play our roles. And our roles is the role of reconciliation. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist came. He preached that. Jesus came after him. And preached the same thing. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, don't go out there and now say that you are all doomed to hell. You are all doomed. Everyone who does not believe in the name of the Lord, you are destroyed. No, 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 no. That is not the ministry of reconciliation. That is the ministry of condemnation. Ministry of reconciliation. Say, repent, all ye people. Jonah was saying, to Nineveh, go and tell them that they are condemned. No, go and tell them to reconcile to me. That's what he was saying. But he doesn't want them to reconcile. So he went there. But because he had to say what God said, he told them, God is going to destroy all of you. But he couldn't stop there. He said, if you don't turn back to him. But like he thought, they will not listen. Remember, you know the story. He believed that they are not going to listen. But again, he believed that if they should listen, God will forgive them. But in his mind, he was like, they are not going to listen. The same way we have judged this world. We have judged this world. that This world is never going to change. This is how they're going to go, and all of them are going to hell. But excuse me, that is not the message of reconciliation. The message of reconciliation is you telling them their options. They have option to repent. If you are expecting different message from me this morning, I'm sorry to, to bless you. Hallelujah. I don't know who you are. I just want you to experience just for one time, just one time, to experience a, 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 a saved soul. Somebody asking you to pray for them and kneeling down before yours, standing up, leading them to Christ, and you see them shed, shedding tears. Once you feel that first time, it will never leave you. You will feel how men's heart are. Man's heart is so soft that they just need to see the picture. You know, faith is you don't have to see it. Right? You believe. But for you to help them, you have to show them. The Bible says they will not believe unless they see miracles, signs, and wonders. So you need to show them the love of Christ. You show them what God can do. And you will see them. I mean, imagine somebody asking you to come to the hallway in the hospital or, in your, or at work. and say, please, sister, please, please, can you lead me to Christ? I want to give my life. Please, can you lead me? And they are shedding tears. I'm telling you, you will not want to do any other thing again. You will be looking for somebody to lead to Christ. Because it does something to you, to your spirit. And you will feel like, oh my God. This world is waiting for you and I. What we have, they don't have it. And they want it. But they don't know how to get it. This is, now, now, miracles, signs, and wonders that you are looking for is with you already. You have it already. 
You don't have to look for them. Hallelujah. So stop wasting time. In Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, like I said to us, we are the solution. In the upper room, from verse 1, they assembled together, praying, and suddenly came the Holy Ghost, filled the room, and they were all what? Baptized with the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And be, they began to speak in a new tongue. Hallelujah. Now, as they were praising God, you see, this is what church needs to understand. We need to understand that praising God, singing hymns, praising him in, in the house and doing this is all for a purpose. I remember years ago in Greece, Athens, Greece, our church was underground then. This church was underground. Because that is the only place we could afford then. Underground church, but it's got the, uh, the, the entrance door on the ground level. But once you open the front door, you descend into the underground. And then I remember when we are singing and praising God, screaming, shouting, praising God, people going on the street, we turn in because of the music. Because of the praises, they will just come in. What is going on there? This place is underground. They will come in. They will come in and look and watch us. Watch us at the door. They will stand at the door and watch, 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 watch until we finish praise and worship. And after that, they will take their leave. Nobody wants to sit down to hear the word. Nobody wants to sit down to, to hear you call for offering. So as soon as we're done, they're gone. When we sing praises to God, we are making noise about Christ and he is a hearing it. This surrounding now, they hear us whenever we play. They know the time we come here to play. They know the time we come here for service. And you might be surprised that many people are looking forward to hear you sing in the morning. Because it does something to them in their homes. And they are being prepared, being, being set up for the day of their salvation. So when you sing, you sing meaningfully. Praising God knowing that you are rich in souls. Sowing seeds. Satan will use every means. Like I said, act, uh, act 2, right? Act 2, 37. The reason that is that as they were singing praises unto the Lord, people now come together. They came together. People came together and they and they were like, "What is going on here? These people drunk? This hour of the day? What is their problem?" And as they were doing that, you know, one of the apostles now says, "You know what? We are not drunk." Peter stood up among them, says, "Men of Galilee and of Judea, these people that you see, they're not drunk." They are only singing praises to God. To Jesus that you crucified. You see the accusation. See accusation there? Jesus that you crucified. That is him that we are praising. So it is not, um, it is not wrong to accuse somebody. But just don't condemn them. Are you with me? Just don't condemn them. So he now went on and as he was speaking, was preaching. Telling them of the goodness of the Lord, of what God has done through Christ Jesus. In Act 30, sorry, 2, 37. 37. They heard him. And what happened? Read. Now when they heard this. When they heard all his preaching. They were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. And said to Peter. And said to Peter. And the rest of the apostles. And the rest of the apostles. Men and brethren. Men and brethren. What shall we do? What shall we do? Then Peter said to them. Wait, what shall we do? That's what I was trying to say earlier. How are you going to feel when somebody will approach you? And ask you that. Listen, 
I've seen your life, the way you handle things. I can see that you are not like everyone else. Something is upon you, special grace. I mean, I don't know what to call it because they don't understand grace. It's only you that understand that, you know, it's, it's the grace of God. But we just think, that, how come you, you do everything, you know, at, you know, with ease? Then you say, ah, my brother, ah, my sister, it is not me. Now read 38, and it now says what? Repent. Now, remember <laughs> what I said? The ministry of what? Reconciliation is what? Repent, yes. for the kingdom of heaven is at heart. So they were caught to the heart, and they now asked, what shall we do? We want what you have. Now, I know I'm speaking to Christians, because I'm wondering, somebody asking you all, telling you that he wants what you have. Would you say to them, ah, <laughs> my brother, don't even try to get what I have. Even, even I'm trying to drop it. I, even I'm trying to drop what I have. Don't get what I have. But no, they saw them and they were like, no, we wonder. What shall we do? And he now says to them, verse 38, then Peter said to them, Repent! And let every one of you. And let every one of you be baptized. Be baptized in the name of Jesus in the name Christ, of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. For the remission of sins. And you shall receive. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Hear me. Be reconciled to God. Then you can have what we have. Because remember what attracted them in the first place. It was their speaking in tongues and the, and the way, you know, the atmosphere. It was the atmosphere there. The presence of God in that environment. They were like, wow, we want this. But repent. Let everyone be reconciled back to God. Then you will receive. Then you will have what we have. You will get what we have. Hallelujah. And then he now says, 39 now says, for the promise is to you. The promise is to you. And to your children. And to your children. And to all who are far, are far off. Uh -huh. As many as the Lord our God will call. Praise the living Jesus. I don't know if I have helped anyone this morning, but I just believe that this is our main assignment. Ministry of reconciliation, not ministry of condemnation. What is the point? You condemn them to hell. What's your gain? What's your gain? You condemn everybody, only you. You are the only saint. You are the only saint everyone else are condemned. So are you going to be, are you going to be alone in heaven? In your own apartment in heaven, there is no one else in the other room? Or in the area, it's only you on the street of gold. You're the only one going up and down the street of gold. Think about it. They are accused, yes, but not condemned. And we can help them to come back so that heaven will be fully, like somebody said, and hell empty. We're empty. We have to go on to empty the hell. Empty hell and make heaven full. It starts with personal evangelism, one to one evangelism. Let your conduct, your behavior, your appearance, your speaking, your looking. Somebody, people can kill people with look. They look them and they're dead. Only looking. Because already you condemn them by the way you are looking at them. You can see a smoker and so what? A smoker and so what? He's playing with his own lungs. Is it your lung? Is it your lungs? It's not your lungs. So why, you, why, why do you have to condemn them? Just tell them of the good news of salvation. 
Tell them be, before you know. You know, when, when, when I see people drinking alcohol, sometimes I'm just like, don't destroy yourself. Don't destroy yourself. Because I'm thinking, you drive, you don't have a driver in UK. No, driver, you drive yourself. It doesn't matter how much you have, unless you are, you know, one of the people that work 24-7, that they can, you know, that is the only reason you need a chauffeur. Because you keep walking, even while you are in the car. Moving from A to B, you keep walking. They have the ministry of work. Walk, walk, walk. Whether they are at home sleeping, they are walking in their dream. So apart from that, you don't need, you know, you, you allow, allow people to come closer. Don't run away from people. These are the people we have been sent to. For God so loved the world. Hallelujah. John 10.10. 10. Satan come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give life. And life in what? In abundance. Let's stand. If you are home, stand with me. Because we are not ignorant. We are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy at this time. Satan is actually crazy now. He's so mad at us. Many articles here and there. We don't even care anymore where it comes from. Who is the author and all we don't really care anymore. The music is playing in the in the here, in the atmosphere. All here is hearing it. That is that is how I know that when the day shall come. There will be a sound of the trumpet. And it says, all here shall hear. Now we can hear everything. Now we, even now we can hear everything. The system that we have now on earth, if somebody speaks in America, before two minutes, you are hearing in UK, in Africa. You are hearing everywhere. That is the season that we, we are in. We are the last scene. Of the movie. The final episode. We are at that. This ministry. Is called. End time. Evangelical. Ministry. End time means. We have the ministry. Of reconciliation. But the good news for you. That you are thinking that you don't know what I'm going through. The good news for you is that God will never send you somewhere without provision. He will provide for you. Security will be there. He will make sure that you are well fed. He did it with Elijah. He will make sure that everything is well with you so that you can effectively carry out your assignment. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the Bible says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but in the temptation, but in the temptation, we also make the way of escape that you may be able to be aid. Child of God, my message to you these days is that God is with you. God is with us. The Lord of hosts is with us. Let us go forward, carrying with us the ministry of reconciliation. As many souls 
are waiting for you and I to deliver these messages so that our lives or their lives be challenged and come to a place of repentance that they will give their life to Christ and we will make heaven full and make heaven empty. The Lord bless you. I want you to close your eyes. I begin to say, Lord, I am ready for this assignment. Father, lay your hands on me. Uphold me, strengthen me. In the name of Jesus, come on, begin to pray. Pray, talk to God. 